Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. What an amazing show we have for all of you. And, you know, um, this is one of these things that I absolutely love, love, love talking about for a lot of reasons. But I get to hang out with my friend, my colleague, Guy Finley. And one of the things that I can tell you about this show today is, if nothing else, it's going to be transformative. And what that means is that throughout the show today, you're going to hear information about how you can do something, how you can change from the inside out, how you can look at relationships in your life in a different way. And then I want to just say to everybody that if you don't know enough about Guy Finley, we're going to give you lots of information, lots of places to find out. But also, up close and personal this weekend, live event, uh, yeah, right here in our own backyard. But today's show is especially interesting because every single one of us that is listening to this show has been touched by this topic, relationship magic with my friend, my uh, colleague, Guy Finley. But more than that, this is what you should know about Guy. Best-selling author, of course, you know, wrote the book, Letting Go. And uh, yeah, tons of people, like millions, loved it. Why? Because letting go is one of those things, just like relationships, that we get under. It's like a burr under the saddle right there. And who better than to help us through the maze of what that actually means in life than Guy Finley? You know, he's been the author of many, many books, but he's also the director of Life of Learning Foundation, renowned nonprofit. And, you know, what is this about? It's about sharing what he has learned and helping all of us, whether you're going to go to the foundation and look at the classes, the lessons, the emails, it, it, there's something there for everyone. And if it's not there, then just tell Guy. Say, Guy, you know what? You didn't talk about this yet. And I guarantee you, he will. But today's show is about the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs, the yeses, the nos, the maybes, and everything in between about relationship. And why is this showing up right now? Well, when you get movies that come out called Mean Boss and then Mean Boss 2, there's a level of consciousness around how we feel about people that needs a bit of healing. Guy, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. <clears throat> Thank you, Pat. I'm always glad to be with you. 
You know, I, I don't think it's a mistake now that we're talking about this because I would love to ask you about the range within the word relationship. Usually we think about it and we think about love, spouse, partner, but you know what? We now have a pop culture that is connected uh, digitally and there are relationships happening every second of every day with people we don't even know about. So give us, a, give us an idea of what you mean when you say relationships. There's probably no, no broader nor more important topic uh, in the world because no matter what we would discuss amongst ourselves with friends, family, at work, it all involves the development of relationship. <clears throat> but in this instance, Pat, the, the work that I'm doing right now on relationships uh, is a little bit more pointed and a little bit more connected to our interior life, to mm -hmm. the kind of person that we are and the kind of relationships that uh, are developed within us and around us to the point relationships are the single greatest resource that any of us have for changing the kind of human being we are and for discovering the means to do so. I mean, I can sit and go on uh, for as long as you want me yeah. to, yeah. But, but the bottom line is that uh, we are drawn to the people, the places, the conditions we are, just as they are drawn to us for the purpose of those relationships revealing to us qualities or characteristics that without the moment of that relationship, we would never know lived within us, mm -hmm. so that relationships are the instrument of revelation and revelation is what drives the perfection of ourselves the transformation of ourselves accordingly you know one of the things that i'm i i know that we are going to talk about here today is this notion that we have of unconsciousness around relationships and what I mean by that is you said it so beautifully when you're talking about the internal because I don't know how many times I have heard or have said myself how many times you have heard and said for yourself or have heard others say that the famous expression I just didn't see that coming and we're usually talking about someone in our lives something in our lives. And I want to ask you, why is this such an important topic in today's world? <clears throat> Again, there is no separate self. Everything that we take as ourself, moment to moment, whatever that collage may be, that kaleidoscope of characters that pop up in us, every single relationship is a mirror in which we are invited to see that what we blame now as conditions that produce conflict in our life is really the revelation these relationships are of, of a part of our own consciousness, Pat, that we have no awareness of whatsoever. So that instead of, like we do now, most of us, find a reason to be upset with someone, something to blame for our pain, we begin to realize that those moments where 
the teacher appears in the form of that relationship is really the moment in which the student is intended to step up mm-hmm. and receive the lesson that that relationship has brought to us. Mm. See, we love, all of us do, I'm sitting here, I don't know what it's like where you are now in mm-hmm. Seattle, but uh, uh, I'm, it's a, it is a 65-degree day outside, <laughs> the sun is out, there's light clouds, Ireland has, has appeared in my backyard, everything's so green and new, uh, I'm looking at rabbits and squirrels and deer. I mean, I'm in Eden right now. That that I look at outside of myself, Pat, you can't look at something as natural and balanced and harmonious as that without it stirring an equal character inside of oneself. So that the beauty that I'm looking at is really a reminder that within me lives a corresponding beauty that in truth, is the source of what I'm looking at. And we love moments where relationships with events help us discover through that kind of revelation all of these uh, ethereal, sublime, nirvana-like states that are part of our consciousness. But what we don't understand and must is that the same exact truth holds when it comes to those moments where it's thundering and lightning outside, and the creatures are snarling at you, and the world seems to have gone wrong, because you're still looking at a reflection of your own consciousness through that moment. And the point of the moment isn't to punish you, but to make you aware of the perceiver, of that part of yourself that only knows how to resist and reject the revelation of this order of ourselves instead of the natural integration that would occur if we weren't so resistant to these kind of revelations. And this is really why I wanted to ask this question, Guy, because when I'm thinking about this right now, I am struck by the number of relationships that we either know about, we don't know about uh, in the world right now that are just not sounding like love. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't want to say what they're sounding like, but it would not, love would not be the word that would come to the the forefront. No, right. It's not the word, right? But, you know, I don't think I sit in a bubble. I think that there really is an energy out there. There's something going on where people are just not happy, period. You're looking at your spouse or your partner or somebody and you're saying, oh, wow, what happened to you overnight? Yeah. And you know what, Pat? And it can't change until the individuals involved learn what it means basically through a pattern of pain that just repeats itself. Look, blame is resistance. Mm. Any way you cut the mustard, blame is resistance. And listeners, if you want to write something down, germane to learning to let relationships reveal to you this, this, this uninvestigated majesty that doesn't have fear in it, that doesn't have loathing in it. Like Christ said, how can one imagine love my enemies? Are you kidding me? How is that possible? And the way it becomes possible is when we understand that these relationships that we're in have a very distinct purpose. And the purpose isn't 
to punish who we are. It is to reveal who we have been and what no longer serves us in that character. An example, somebody says something to you, husband, wife, your own child, insults you, disrespectful. Now, I'm not saying in in the instance of a child, incidentally, that you don't make a correction. But what I am saying that when it comes to coworkers, friends, and family, that in those moments, you are being asked to see that that person did not create the conflict. The person helped you see that you brought forward with you into that moment an unconscious demand that you be treated according to an image that you have of yourself. Mm. And until we see that the image that's carried forward from who we have been is complicit in the conflict of the present moment, there's no chance to release ourselves from what is ultimately a painful, self-destructive pattern, literally reincarnating itself every time we resist the conditions that reveal that level of our consciousness. I love this. Because you know why? Resistance is futile. Yeah. So I, I say mean, it's the Borg. <laughs> it is the Borg. But, you know, one of the – let's talk about this for a minute. Um, you know, I, I didn't know I was going to go in this direction. But I want to say, why would a phrase like that become so bleeping popular in our culture? Because, because we, we get it. Yeah. We get it at some level. But you know what, guy? We don't know what to do with it. That's it. See, the Borg – was going to take you, reconstruct you, and you were going to become like the Borg. Yep. But that's not what we're talking about. And, and I would love for you to just take us on this journey because what you've discovered is we actually can do something about this and we don't have to turn into a Borg. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know, it's an apt metaphor because yeah. we're talking about a, a gradual descent of humanity into an unconscious collective where the present popular values all embrace the idea of being a victim. That relationships somehow, if they can't approve me and give me a sense of my value, then they are to be avoided at all cost and seen as something that is accosting me. When the truth is that every relationship, again, back to this, you walk into a family gathering, and suddenly you can, you know, you don't have to be an Einstein. You can feel the hostility. You can feel the barbs being thrown around. Or maybe people are just negative. In that moment, the popular consensus, the unconscious collective in this consciousness of ours, is that the condition is producing this uh, sense of despair or anger or feeling you know, left out, when the fact is the condition isn't creating that consciousness, it is revealing that we have that corresponding consciousness in us, and the revelation is the invitation. Write that down, listeners. Every revelation about yourself, and there is no such thing as a bad revelation about yourself. No such thing as a bad fact about yourself. Each and every one of these revelations is the flash of a certain kind of light, an invitation to see, ah, I didn't know that about myself. I didn't know 
that I was totally dependent upon what other people were feeling to tell me how I feel. Mm. See, because mm. when I blame people for how I feel, it's mm -hmm. conveniently hidden from me this dependency I have on outside circumstances to define my character. That's mm. the unconscious collective. That's the false relationship being forwarded by an unconscious part of us that actually wants to recreate itself so that it can absorb all of this energy that we're intended to be the instruments of into something that's descending instead of being illuminated and ascending. Yes, yes. And, Guy, I have got to, we're going to skip a break if you don't mind, because I would like to go back to this for a minute, uh, because here we are, and I'm listening to you, and I am thinking all the tapes of the past in my life are just flashing. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I, I got to go back to something you said because I will forget. Yes. I love what you said uh, when you were talking about Christ and about the enemy. And one of the things that came up was something you said, oh, I don't even know how many years ago since you've been on the show since like day one. I know. <laughs> but you said something like this. And I'm going to try to I'm going to try to say it again. And, you, and please jump in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason that that quote that, you know, that thing from Christ that you said about, you know, uh, about the enemy. I love that there's an interpretation that has now surfaced. And I believe it's in the Dead Sea Scrolls or some someplace, some, some other scripture that says what that really means is that if you do not see people as the enemy, there's no place to go with it. That, you know, if the enemy doesn't exist in our consciousness, then there's no place to go. And I want to ask you about that in the context of how many hearts people are dying of depression, their heartbreaks, loneliness, addiction, alcoholism. I can go on, but it's because of why something somebody has done to us, Guy. Seemingly. But Something. I'm just saying, yeah. that is the way we are talking about it yeah, out in the world yeah, right now. Yeah. Done me wrong. I mean, if Benny pulls up a song, one of the saddest songs that I have, one of the saddest by Juice Newton, right? It is, oh my God, we are writing songs about heartbreak. We are writing songs about absolute despair. And I know you're going to talk about that. You're going to talk about it at the event as well, right? Am I making stuff up or is this really why we're here today? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It, 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 the thing is, everybody, is that we, we, we've been in a, to whatever degree it's true, we're in a kind of cycle where a part of us that we are asleep to is stirred awake by an, an event that feels like it's something against us, when the truth is, <laughs> take a deep breath, everybody, there's no such thing as an event that is against you, because every moment of life is provided for the purpose of helping you let go of any part of you that believes life can be an enemy. How can life be against itself? It exists to perfect itself. 
Look at nature. Everything that happens isn't always something we want. Let's not kid ourselves. We're not Pollyanna. But that means that when we meet moments that seem set against us, what we discover, if we're willing to look deeply at it, is that the moment is challenging a limitation in our understanding about ourselves and life. That's all it's doing. Mm -hmm. It's saying, Guy, Pat, do you want to have another day where you live hating somebody that hurt you 20 years ago or fearing somebody you're going to see in 20 minutes? Or do you want a life in which you begin to understand that every one of these actions perpetrated by that person or that circumstance is a, a, a heaven-sent instruction asking you, will you look at the part of yourself that doesn't exist without somebody to hate, that has no sense of self without something to suffer over? Because when you can begin to put this higher self-knowledge into practice, you begin to realize that nothing that is conscious would act against itself. So I, I don't see I'm acting against myself when I say you have caused me pain, even if you produce the situation. What you produced is a moment in which I am allowed to see that I'm living from a, a, um, a set of ideas, a set of beliefs that are more punishing than they are proving. Then I begin to let go little by little because I realize what needs to be resisted, in quotes, isn't the condition challenging my reality, but the part of myself that believes it's possible to resist a moment and find happiness in it. Yeah. Here's where we are, right? Yep. We're, we are at this place where we have an enormous opportunity. Enormous. I mean, you know, when we started the show out, for those of you just tuning in, Guy Finley is joining me here today. We're talking about relationship magic. But what is the thing that we have to know about magic to even begin to talk about how to implement it and act it? Right, Guy? Because if you, I'm not Merlin, but, you know, maybe if I was and I was a magician, I'd be able to know things because I understand the elements of it. So it's not like Merlin popped up one day and said, bam, there you go. If we're going to use Merlin as an example, Merlin had to understand the elements by which Merlin and any other magician works with. If yeah. you're a magician and you're in Vegas and you're doing your magic act, okay, what? You've got to understand the elements. You know, if you're going to cut somebody in half on the stage, you better make dang sure that there is not a flashlight flashing at the you know the thing of your, that you're trying to do but is isn't there elements though in what yes, you're talking yes, about yes, here today yes let me give you a, con a concrete example of what we're talking about nice every one of us knows what it's like husband wife family friend business person in our life and they say or do something that hurts us now the usual reaction when somebody hurts us is to steal up inwardly, and then allow some part of us to develop a retort, some response that lets them know, you're not going to get away with punishing me. I'm going to respond in some manner. And if I don't do it on the spot, I'll go home and think about it for 50 years until <laughs> I come up with a way. Now, when we resist the manifestation of another person, we have 
essentially guaranteed, number one, that person who only acted out the pain that he or she was in will never know that they were in pain and that pain did their acting because when we resist the negativity of another person, we confirm the nature in that person who feels that negativity. So resisting the negative manifestation of another person ensures that their condition is validated, and now the self in us that appeared, instead of being released from that part of us, is strengthened because now we're acting yeah. unconsciously from it. So you have a, a lose-lose situation when everybody is trying to win-win because someone has hurt us. On the other hand, if in that moment I were able to be present to myself, I would feel the pain of the other person instead of blame them for it. I'm going to say mm -hmm. it again. I would feel the pain the other person was in instead of blaming them for what they have brought up in me. Everybody, Pat, is in pain, mm -hmm. period. Mm -hmm. But we don't know it because we have plans to be free and we have people to blame for that pain. Plans for the future or people to blame hide from us the most glorious thing that we've been given as a human being, which is the capacity to be in a conscious relationship with that person and to see, you know what? I am not going to add to your pain by resisting it. I am not going to take this moment and make you more miserable by adding pain to your pain. Instead, I am going to let the buck stop here. I'm going to use your pain to reveal the part of me that I didn't even know was there, and now it's present, and I'm going to consciously sit with this, die to it, and allow you to see what you are in the moment, which allows you to change if I don't resist you. Mm -hmm. And I love that because we now know what you just said. We now know you've been talking about this for a long time. And now everybody really gets this because it's an exponential energy boost of yeah. resentment yeah. that comes from resistance. Right. Another way. Yeah. If you're not thinking right now, oh, well, I have a little resistance. Yeah, but replace the word resentment. We're going to take a break when we come back. Guy Finley is going to be at a fabulous, fabulous event. It's going to be the three-day first annual Celebrating Wellness Festival, Mind, Body, Spirit, Keynote Speaking, fabulous, fabulous topic. When we come back, we're going to tell you about that. It's going to be this weekend, May 6th. Uh, it's going to be Church of uh, Unity Church of Kent. And when we come back, we're going to give you lots of information about that, but also lots of information about the incredible work Guy is doing on relationships as well and the opportunity for all of you. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show, my very special guest, Guy Finley. And then right after this show, we have a very special, and I'm telling you, it's an old school show, but we're bringing it back. The, it's an old school lessons from the lobster and the goldfish. And that is all about relationships. We'll be right back.
Hi, I'm Leslie Fontaine with Sheer Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio, and here's your tip of the day. What happens after we shift? An energetic shift can be disconcerting. When you shift from the known to the unknown, you literally are going into unknown territory without the former rules and constraints that held you in check. You feel happiness and joy, but you're nervous about not knowing what's next. Even happiness can be unfamiliar. You just don't have the guardrails. No one's telling you, it's dangerous, stop, you'll get hurt. Plunge in, leap, taste it. Listen to your intuitive guidance. Let yourself step beyond the boundaries that you've known and challenge yourself to listen to your intuitive guidance to your higher self and learn what you were placed here to do. I'm Leslie Fontaine. Visit me at lesliefontaine.com or call 678-665-3366. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You too can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeleuceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. Called the Oprah of Radio by her listeners, award-winning host Dr. Pat Basile is blowing the doors off of traditional talk radio. Get ready for an energizing delivery and powerful interviews with leaders in the field of human potential. Dr. Pat's fresh, new perspective on living life full out has catapulted her show to the top of talk radio. Tune in and Dr. Pat will help you thrive instead of merely survive. Visit thedrpatshow.com. That's T-H-E-D-R-Patshow.com for listening times in your area. Do you want the freedom to spend more time with your loved ones? Travel the world? Live spontaneously? Get ready because the Chip Justice Show is here. Hosts Dr. Pat Basile and Chip Justice can help you build meaningful success while embracing life. Living a life you love is the end game in this new inspirational and empowering show. Positive changes for a life you'll love. Tune in every month on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit PositiveChangeInstitute.co for more information. Have you ever tried to make lifestyle changes but had difficulty following through? Imagine what it would be like to get up each morning with energy, clarity, and motivation to tackle the day. If you want to get past limiting barriers that are preventing you from living your best life, join holistic health and wellness coach T. Carrie Mitchell each month on The Dr. Pat Show. Or visit Lifestyle120.com today and start to receive the personal attention you deserve. Oh, my God, do it. Benny, hit that up again. This is what we're talking about. Oh, my God. I'm so glad Guy Finley's in town. Oh, my goodness. I interviewed Juice Newton on that song, folks. And I actually interviewed her on a bunch of songs. And I let that song... If that doesn't crush you, Guy, I don't know what that's. <laughs> but that's why Guy Finley is in the house. He's saying, oh, my God, Pat, haven't you learned anything? In the past <laughs> <years?"> 
Before we get back to this relationship topic, and for those of you out there, do you want some help today? Are are you struggling with some kind of thing going on, relationship, and want to just have a little chat with us? 1-800-930-2819. Or you can go to Transformation Talk Radio or the DrPatShow.com and just type your question in. But before we get back to this, you are going to be in town. And tell us a little bit about this upcoming event and your amazing presence there. <laughs> I know it's amazing. Uh, yeah, so, okay, yeah, thank you. I've, right. been, I've been around you. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, coming right up. Uh, in fact, this coming Friday, uh, I can't believe that I'm going to have to travel, but I'll be <laughs> up there uh, May 6th at the Unity Church of Kent. Uh, I am the keynote. Uh, speaker for this uh, brink of wellness uh, gathering, and uh, I'm gonna. I think there's a what do they call it when you get you know you get together early and you meet people and stuff like that. Uh, and then I'm gonna talk on Friday night. I'm gonna give an hour and a half, two hours of material, including a question and answer session on uh, some very uh, important and prof- I, I hate to use the word profound because it sounds like I'm tooting my own horn. But some really important information. Yeah, no, it's, it's profound. I mean, anybody that's going to talk about rising above fearful thoughts, that's profound to me. Yeah, it, it, we're going to learn so much about the real secret of letting go, which most of us don't really understand because we, we think we're trying to change our, our relationships with people and places and conditions that cause us the pain, when really letting go is a shift in our own consciousness to discover there's something in us that just won't let go. That's where it begins. Mm-hmm. So this is what we're going to look at. We're going to have quite a, 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 a period of revelation in terms of uh, interior investigation, and we're going to come away with some very workable ideas to put into practice. So everybody, uh, come on up. I think you go to the uh, brinkofwellness.com website. That's one word, brinkofwellness, B-R-I-N-K. Uh, brink of wellness dot dot com and uh i'll be there friday night and i'd love to be able to say hello and uh smile at you and know that you're working and that i'm working to make these kind of changes in our lives yeah and that's what i love about this because it you know having a conversation about what's going on in our lives is one of the most important places to start but that's not all that you're doing because you've also created something really pivotal around our topic today yes. about relationships yes. and it's relationship magic. Yes. yes, I love that. And I just want to tell folks, if you all go to myrelationshipmagic.org, myrelationshipmagic.org, um, and you go over there and you'll be able to take a look at all of the things that are there. Those of you that say yes to wanting this kind of relationship, Guy has created 25% uh, uh, pay it forward for all of you. And all you need to do is type in the word magic, one of my favorite words. Tell us a little bit about this, because, you know, we're talking about tools, and now you've created them. This is, in one respect, one of the most uh, powerful audio books, audio albums, that I've done over a period of 40 years. It's, uh, it's, you can get it in MP3 format or DVDs, and it includes a webinar that I did, which was almost an hour and a half, two hours of just answering questions 
And it's all in this one package of, I'm not sure whether it's five or six talks, six or seven hours worth of material. Uh, and my foundation, and as I've always done, Pat, has reduced it to, you know, like the, the very least it can be. And for you and your listeners, uh, we're taking 25% off of the, the price. So if, go to myrelationshipmagic.org, and uh, you can see and read everything about this particular new uh, audio book, this new audio album, and see if it appeals to you. I, I can promise you this, and I mean it. We have a money-back guarantee. You, if you listen to this or watch these DVDs, DVDs and you don't feel something change in the way you react and interact in relationships, just let email Chris at the foundation. It's right there in the, and tell her, sorry, it didn't work. But I guarantee you that it does. You can't hear these kind of ideas that don't already have a home in you whose resonance doesn't bring up in you a realization, you know what, how did I not see that? How did I not understand it was possible for me not to be used by relationships, but to grow through them no matter what happens in them? That's what we're talking about. There's no question about it. And, you know, that song... Uh, let, let's just stay with this a minute because I, I this is part of what we're talking about here today. You, you in this song. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because here is a song, right? Everybody heard, just heard Juice Newton sing it. No, no. It was written. It was written for Brenda Lee back in 19, I don't even know, 61. And the reason that I'm bringing it up is because we live and breathe the drama the emotion of heartbreak, okay. generation after generation. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, just relationships that end up in divorce, all close to 60% of them now, yeah. but every day. And it's no different with our social media guy. So if we don't learn some tools, everybody's going to be singing that song. All right. So this is another excellent point to bring mm -hmm. up. And it's something inside of this new album that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you how do you help people to understand that don't you pat as an individual don't you want all the room possible to grow as an individual you bet all right now if someone comes to you and challenges you in some way challenges something you think is true about yourself says something to you that hurts you and you resist that moment can you see that in that moment, by pushing back, you have enclosed yourself in a space where the past is now determining your future by telling you what your choices are with regards to that moment? Mm -hmm. When our past, in the form of a reaction to an event we don't want, begins to direct our present moment, we are in a pattern a prison that we don't recognize as such because we have no room to grow if the past is producing the path we take the next moment vis-a-vis -vis the thoughts and feelings that tell us how to protect ourselves. The same holds true with other people. Mm -hmm. We have to give our friends and family, even people that are troublesome, room to grow because if we push back, they'll push back and when you get two people pushing against each other, the space in which it's possible for an awareness to come gets so small, there's no hope that any light can come into the world 
or into our consciousness to make the authentic change it's intended to. I love you. I love you. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, I'm reminded of a quote right now, and I'm going to throw it out here. I'm going to take the risk right here with Guy Finley, and it's about letting go. It's a really interesting quote because the first time I heard it, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't even know how many years ago. But it's the, this is the quote, and it's, it's somebody I don't even know who, did, who says the quote, and it's about forgiveness. And this is the best idea of forgiveness I have ever heard because it made me think. Yeah. You know, and the guy says forgiveness is letting go of all hope for a better past. And I thought, uh, uh, what? what forget and and i i letting go of all hope for a better past those are strong words but i'm telling you we want to hang on to that past everything every boss every ex relationship we even call our our our, our exes exes we yeah. don't even call them friends anymore yeah. guy and and to be super clear it isn't pat it isn't guy that hangs on to these things it is something that is in us that must have something to resist yep. in order to remain an active force in our life. Mm. But when we realize that by identifying with these parts of ourselves that relive the unwanted condition, it is we who experience the unwanted condition at the cost of outgrowing the part of us that believes there's freedom in visiting a prison. Mm. You know, it's I'm really struck by two things. Anybody that ever wants to know about relationships, try to play table tennis, doubles table tennis with someone. <laughs> Just saying for you folks that are listening, because I play every Sunday. If you want to learn something about relationships and actually want to win that game, try playing doubles table tennis with a ball that's moving about 90 miles an hour with someone that you resist or resent. I mean, Guy, there's nothing quite like it. It's the difference between how we get to show up. But there's some level of something you said before, and I want to go back to it. Yep. You were talking, I think, about respect. And I don't know if you use that term, but it sounded like that. You know what? And, it, it, it isn't, Pat. It, look, it, mm -hmm. we, we have been taught this collective unconsciousness, mm -hmm. that we must learn to respect people. Yeah. Yep. The fact of the matter is that when we, in quotes, try to respect somebody, it doesn't even occur to me that suddenly I need to show you respect until <laughs> you've pushed a button in me. <laughs> so now what I call respect is really me trying to hide from you and myself the anger that you supposedly have produced in me. The new model isn't to try and respect the other person, but to respect what the moment is teaching me about myself. Mm. Then, out of that new respect for attending to what the moment is revealing to me about my own character, I can't identify with the resistance that wants to blame you for the conflict. <laughs> now, there's real respect it's not for you, it's not really for me as an individual, but it's for the intelligence that has brought us together to learn the lesson that can only be learned that way. I want to ask you this. In the world we live in today, because respect is a word, 
Yep. It is, and, and I'll tell you something about that word from a research point of view. Right now, it's one of the most research words we have from an academic point of view, because yeah. everybody's trying to understand it. I researched it back in 1995, and I asked people out of out of everything on the planet that you think a person is obligated to provide. Strong words. Now, can you feel me here? Yeah, absolutely. You believe a person is obligated, obligated to provide you with, without a question, hundreds and hundreds of people picked respect. Yeah. Yep. And listen to listen to this contradiction. Yeah. I I say in this unconscious obligation that belongs to a collective (laughs) unconsciousness. Uh I say that not. Do I want you to respect me? But I enter into the moment without knowing it, demanding that you do. Mm -hmm. Because that part of me that believes I'm not worthwhile unless you exhibit behavior that proves it is secretly saying, if you don't respect me, man, you're walking all over me, and by God, you're not going to do that. And in that moment, we can't see that what is walking all over us is an unconscious demand in the dark of our own unconsciousness that is producing pain as a result of an image that we have brought forward with us. Once challenged, now the image tries to protect itself. And I don't know, listeners, if you've seen this, you can get 100 million people to act out what is by and large a phony respect. And if one of them fails to do so, Suddenly you are being thrashed with pain and misery because somebody isn't treating you the way you want to be treated. Treat yourself properly to an awareness of what mistreats you moment to moment, and you'll never worry about how others treat you again. I love that. And, you know, one of the things I know that you do is you help people because we're, you know, we're, we're not just talking about a word. We're talking about the way we are with each other. You know, that's just one example. I know you do this work. And I I know that for those of you listening right now, you're probably thinking, I'm never going to be able, I I can feel the never. I'm never going to be able to do it, never. But, you know, here's what I want to say to everybody. You don't have to do it alone. And we mentioned this before. Go to myrelationshipmagic.org and check it out. Because if we were meant to do stuff alone, we'd each have our own planet. But I want to ask you this question, Guy. <laughs> we would. And you know what? You and I would be right out there. I don't know. I don't know. What planet, what planet would you be? I would not be Venus. That would not be me. I'd before probably you, be Saturn. Be, uh, before you do this, I want to... This is one of the key lessons in that, in that package. <laughs> yeah. Studying higher ideas about love and relationships mm-hmm. without doing the work it takes to put them into practice is like gathering kernels of wheat laying them in a row on some back shelf in your cupboard and hoping they will produce an abundant harvest right where they sit. No seeds can prove themselves more valuable than the sweat it takes to sow them into the ground, including watching over them until they offer up their Mm -hmm. latent good. In much the same way, love is a seed. Relationships are its ground, and when all is properly cared for, what grows is you. Yeah, I love this. My grandmother would say this. My grandmother would say, you know what? In Italian, you could sit there and read the relationship that you, you can read the you can read the recipe that has been passed down generation after generation. But you know what? 
There's nothing going to happen until you cook it, you try it, you taste the ingredients, and you practice it. And she was so right about that because watching my grandmother make meatballs is not a meatball made like my grandmother. (laughs) I want to ask you, what are some of the language, what are some of the words that we can start to learn to use? Because we're clearly using some words, (laughs) getting us into a little bit of a pickle these days. What What would you like to share with us that maybe we could start to, you know, crank up today? All right, look, here's depending on how much time we got. Here's five quick keys Mm -hmm. to keep your relationships alive and growing. Number one, always look before you speak. You know, we have that as kids, look twice before you walk across the street. Always look before you speak. Taste what you're about to hand your partner before you put it in their mouth. Look before you speak. See the part of you that's getting ready to talk And if you're aware of it, you may not want to lend it your mouth. Number two, don't try and change your partner. Stop trying to change your partner. Instead, go to work and be the change that you want to see in them. Lead by example, in other words. Because if you'll do that and they see you working to be a different kind of human being, it will remind them of the possibility And you can work together towards something greater than either of you can imagine. Number three, encourage in everyone you know a sense of independence. False relationships try to breed dependency. Because if I believe I'm only as valuable as you agree I am, I'm going to sell my soul to get you to agree to it. Don't do that. Encourage independence. Number four, critical. Have your own space, a place just for you, somewhere in your own home, wherever you are, where you can spend some time not involved in the mechanical relationships that most of us are involved in because of this proximity that we're always in. And lastly, it is so much better to work to understand your partner than it is to fight with them that they might understand you. Work to understand the situation instead of wanting people to understand you. Get rid of the poor me syndrome, and you'll begin to discover a wealth that you can work with another person to uncover and reclaim in yourself. Yeah. And, you know, this is what I love about this is that we get to make these changes right now. What a great show, Guy. I want to talk a little bit before we go ahead. Please remind people of the event. And then also, um, how will understanding uh, relationship magic, how is it going to help us take action today? Because you're right. I mean, we could sit and breathe and we can breathe it in. But, boy, we better start to do some things differently, don't you think? Absolutely. I, I call it, look, we've had a marvelous time together. We've acknowledged some, some fairly significant principles. We've seen how we've been subjected to powers that we don't know are acting on us. But now we have to take what we've acknowledged and do what I call act knowledge. That's what the album is about. MyRelationshipMagic.org will give you a package of ideas that will resonate with a corresponding part in yourself so that in an increased level of consciousness, 
you'll be able to see where the condition isn't the problem, but rather what you don't know about yourself is creating the snarls, the snags. So go visit the page, myrelationshipmagic.org. And look, go to guyfinley.org. If, if, if you got no money, you're broke, as inexpensive as this is, go to guyfinley.org. You can spend years there just going through the free materials. And lastly, I'm going to be in Kent, Washington, Friday night from 6 to 9 p.m. at this wellness uh, uh, gathering, brinkofwellness.com. That's where you go to learn about it. And uh, come out. Let's talk. Let's see what we can learn together. That's what it's about, at least as far as I'm concerned. Wow. Guy, thank you so much for today. And what's the best way for people to find out more about you? Uh, I, should you go right to your website? Yeah, that's the best thing. G-U-Y-F-I-N-L-E-Y, www.guyfinley.org. And like I said, Pat, and you know, my foundation, there's, there is literally years of free resources there for a person to gather this new understanding and begin to implement the real changes that are possible. Wow, thank you so much. I've got one last question for you. What's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with, Guy? The limit of your present view is not the limit of your possibility. I don't care where you've been, what you've done, what's happened to you. Once you understand that relationships, including the ones that you have with your own thoughts and feelings, even if they're derogatory or self-deprecating, every last one of these moments can be, make, can be used to make you into a new human being no longer subject of that kind of unhappiness. Wow. Guy Finley, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat, and we have a special, special follow-up show coming up. It is old school. Benny and I are very familiar with it. Something that he and I share in common. Yeah, what is it? What can we learn from the relationship between a lobster and a goldfish, everybody? We'll see you next time. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.